0: Welcome to What to Do When, the podcast that you can turn to whenever you want to get unstuck. I'm Kathleen, I'm your host, and I'll be your trusted guide, your coach, and your friend through all of life's trickiest moments. Each episode, myself and guest experts will be tackling the real, raw, and relatable challenges that life tends to throw your way. Together, we're going to be navigating actually how to do the inner work, equipping you with the tools to empower yourself and to create the life that you've always envisioned. So if you've been feeling stuck with something in your life, submit your question via the link in the show notes, and we could be diving into your question in the next episode. Let's dive in. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of the What To Do When podcast. And I'm not going to mess around today. I'm in a bit of a get shit done mode. And I have a very important topic, obviously, as we do each week that we're bringing to you today. And I'm also bringing you an extra, extra husky version of my voice. So I hope you don't get turned on by my croakiness as I recover from my cold. But anyway, um, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. How are you? How are you really? How are you feeling? What brings you to today's podcast? What are you looking to learn and uncover? Today we're going to be covering what to do when you want to feel your feelings. And I just have three sharp and quick points that I want to cover that will help you do this. We know the importance of feeling our feelings. We know now that feelings and emotions, when we don't feel them, We actually end up storing them in our body and in different parts of our psyche. We actually end up creating this sense of stuck and trapped energy that lives within us. We think that, you know, let's say you're walking down the street and you have a moment where you start to feel some secondhand shame or something from something you did last week, say for example... And what happens in that moment is you'll usually decide in your brain in a split second, don't think about it, push it away. Push away those feelings, push away those emotions like sadness or pain or loneliness or fear or anxiety. We, as human beings, will push discomfort away because we aren't used to feeling discomfort. We don't like feeling discomfort, right? And what's happened is over time, We've built up this narrative that certain emotions are good and certain emotions are bad. And by extension of that, if you are feeling that certain emotion, you are then either good or bad. If we take anger, for example, there are all these stories attached to anger that you suddenly become if you are someone that experiences anger. For example, being an angry woman is disgusting you're seen as crazy so of course you wouldn't want to ever admit that you feel angry from time to time you would never want to admit that that's something that you're experiencing in your life because you don't want to end up like that quote unquote crazy angry woman that was just great you know all these stupid things that we have around certain emotions that have become societal narratives and they're really harmful It's the same with loneliness and sadness and anxiety. We often attach words to those like pathetic, loser, incapable, weak. And so again, we've decided to not want to be all those things. And so we push those emotions away. We decide, I don't want to feel these. I'm going to store them in my body. I'm going to avoid them. I'm going to numb out from them. So Let's say an emotion comes over you like loneliness that, you know, it's Friday night, you've got no plans and, you know, you end up going to the pantry and eating cookies or chocolate or ice cream or going to get some takeaway. And, you know, you end up numbing that sense of emotion with food, with alcohol, with sex. You do anything you can to sort of change your emotional state or that state in your body. You do anything you can to get a bit of comfort in that time and we've developed all these habits over the years of learning how to avoid our emotions and our feelings because we've been told all this incorrect information about them we've been told that it's bad to feel certain emotions and that you will be bad if you feel these things and then over time we store them away we and if you think about it When you experience an emotion and you decide not to feel it in that moment, which often is an unconscious choice, right? Or it's simply like it's just not the time. Let's say, you know, perfect example. The other day I was at work and it was really, really hot. It was like boiling hot in this room that I was in. And I was talking to someone on the phone and they were getting really, they were really unhappy about something. And I had been dealing with these people all day. But because it had gotten so hot, I just, I'd gotten to my wits end with it. And this person was really being really frustrating on the phone. And, you know, I had, I actually was getting to the point where I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to either scream at them or I'm going to burst out crying because I'm just, I'm so pissed off and they can't see that we are literally doing our best right now. And you're asking for a lot. They weren't able to see that and I couldn't meet their needs. And it was really frustrating. And it was really, really hot. Um, RIP, Australian summer, we're surviving. Anyway, um, and in that moment, you know, it wasn't appropriate for me to cry or to scream, right? So I had to bottle my rage. I had to shove down my frustrations. I had to push down that sense of overwhelm. And I did have, I had to get on with it, right? So that's one example of when we push down an emotion. And so just because those feelings of intense rage, overwhelm and anxiety, just because I chose not to buy into them and feel them in that moment, it doesn't mean that they disappear. The energy of that doesn't go anywhere. I just shoved it down into my body and it just it gets stored, right? It saves itself for later. I often refer to it as an emotional backpack. So if you imagine that you're walking around in life with this backpack on and whenever there's something that comes up that you either can't feel in that moment or you don't want to feel in that moment you're putting it into your backpack and over time that backpack gets really heavy and it's really uncomfortable to carry and stuff starts to slip out eventually. You start not being able to hold it in all the time and you start being that person that gets triggered really easily. You start being that person that can't manage their own emotions because your backpack's so fucking full, things are just spilling over and out whenever they can, whenever they get the chance to. And that's often the state that a lot of people end up coming to work with me in because they're they're at that state where they're just like, God, it's such a problem now. I feel like I don't have any control over it anymore. The things that I used to do, you know, like drinking or eating or exercising or whatever it was, the things I used to do to distract myself from my emotions, they aren't working anymore. And I've realized I need to address them. So your emotions that you don't feel, they don't go anywhere. Now, what often happens, So that's one example of not feeling your feelings, is when you're literally just not in the space to be able to feel and acknowledge them. It's You know, you can't break down and cry in the mall and, you know, when you're shopping and things aren't going your way, whatever. But then there's also the unconscious choices that happen where something kind of flits into our mind and instantaneously our brain is so clever and powerful. It has all these beautiful kind of roadmaps inbuilt to misdirect Traffic, for example, to make sure that you don't have to go down that road of sadness or pain or anything that's going to lead to discomfort. And that can often be, you know, let's say this happens to me all the time. I'm out on a walk and suddenly I'll get this massive sense of insecurity come over me. And I'll feel this little anxious part of me start to go, oh my God, you know, they're talking about you, they're saying this about you, you know, and I'll start to notice that. And sometimes what happens is my brain will just shut it down. It'll just be like, no, nope, don't think about that. Go, and, you know, go on your phone. Go do something else. And it's so quick and it's so instantaneous. You wouldn't even realize what emotions had actually come in, right? It's the same with things like kind of comparison. It's the same with things like, you know, when you th- when suddenly an X pops into your head and you get really overwhelmed and emotional about it, but yet your brain goes, no, nope, don't think about it, and it just directs you into another line of traffic and it distracts you and it gets you to do something else. That's another example of when we kind of unconsciously have these patterns already in place in our brain that really stops us from being able to feel those emotions. Now, when we don't feel and process our emotions, we know that that emotional backpack, it gets full, it gets stuffed, it gets heavy, and it starts to no longer be able to fit everything in. And this is when you might start to feel like you become someone who you when you feel off, I would say that's a great descriptor. When somebody says they feel off, I usually start to ask, okay, how heavy is your emotional backpack and your emotional load right now, you know, how much unconscious stress are you carrying? How much stuff have you been avoiding? And I think that's really key for us to think about. And when we're in that state of being easily triggered, easily you know upset, everything is just a, instead of instead of just feeling what's happening in the moment, right? So instead of you know, let's say you're at work and you get a grumpy customer and it's really frustrating, instead of hitting that in that moment, instead of just experiencing that one emotion of frustration, what happens is the frustration is almost signaling to all other emotions within its wheelhouse that you've stuffed into the backpack. You almost now have, it's like a mating call, you know, you now are primed to feel and to access more of that because it's not just the one emotion of frustration you're encountering in anger, it's the 25 other times that you got angry and frustrated and you didn't know how to feel and you didn't process it, that you've been holding on to, that you end up tapping into in your body and in your mind. And that's what a great example of a trigger is, right? A trigger is when your situation, like your emotional reaction, does not match the situation in front of you. Triggered is basically saying, I emotionally felt a way that wasn't really justified given the situation in front of me right? Like I I don't u- like to use the word overreacted because that's usually not what happens. A trigger usually indicates that it's something a lot deeper, that we haven't been able to feel, acknowledge, or process. A trigger is a signal from these parts of you that need your love and attention, that the parts of you need support, and it's up to you to learn how to do that. And so when we're in this state, When we are someone that has an emotionally heavy backpack, and this is a question you can sit with and kind of ask yourself right now and reflect on, have I been stuffing all of my feelings away? Have I been avoiding that heartbreak from that breakup? Have I been avoiding that feeling of rejection? Have I been avoiding my sense of loneliness? Have I been avoiding any sadness and anxiety? Have I been kind of just living with it, kind of just buzzing in my head for a while but I haven't really been turning towards it towards it, and acknowledging it. And so ask yourself, how heavy is your emotional backpack right now? Is it stuffed to the brim? Is it getting to the point where it's going to overflow? And how do you show up when you're carrying that backpack and it's super heavy and it's filled with all of these emotions and feelings that you haven't been able to feel, which again, there's, it's not blaming you for that. You weren't taught and that's not your fault. But now it's your time to decide to do things differently. But when your emotional backpack is really heavy, I also want you to think about how does that change how you show up in the world? How does it change the person that you become? How does it change how you feel at work? How does it change your self-talk and how you think about yourself and how you feel about yourself? All those emotions and feelings that you've been avoiding and carrying, they are heavy. And they a load that you're carrying. Whether you know it or not, whether you're actually thinking about it consciously or not, it is altering your perception of the world. It is altering your energy levels. It's impacting you and the person that you show up as in the world. And it's also impacting how worthy you feel of love and how safe you feel to connect with other people, which are the things that make us really happy. Because imagine if you were walking around with a backpack stuffed full of rocks. You would be so easily tired, right? Like walking up a hill would exhaust you. You wouldn't have the energy to do some of the things that life requires. You wouldn't have the emotional bandwidth to date again and to go through that process or to move to a new city or to apply for a new job because you've been so unhappy in the old one. You wouldn't have the emotional bandwidth to do those things because you're carrying that heavy load. And this is why... It's a huge part of the reason is why I'm in the work that I'm in. Because for years of my life, I avoided every single uncomfortable emotion under the sun. And what happened was I became that person who had some really unhealthy coping mechanisms. And I was easily triggered. As they say, you know, the truth would come out while I was drinking... And the truth was just this pain. It was this utter sense of pain that was living inside of me. And when I was drinking, that would come out and I would do anything I could to try and feel like I was enough. Whether that meant going home with someone and sleeping with them even though I didn't want to. Whether that meant drinking to the point of blackout so I could feel numb and not have to feel the pain again. Whether it meant going and doing things I didn't want to do, going on a big night out, doing drugs that I didn't actually want to be doing. And that usually ended in a road where I would harm myself, where I would engage in some of those self-harmful behaviors that I wasn't even awake to. I couldn't even see that that was what I was doing. And it's hard, you know, it's really hard. And this is a huge reason as to why I'm in this work and why I'm so passionate about teaching people these skills that I'm going to run over with you today because they are fucking life-changing and they give you so much more emotional bandwidth and capacity to do things and to live a life that you never would have thought was possible. I never would have imagined that I would be able to start a business, that I'd be able to start this podcast. In the past, I did not have the emotional bandwidth or capacity to go through the big emotions that come when you start something new, when you get out your comfort zone. And that's why I ended up living a life for so long where I just stayed the same. I stayed in relationships that sucked mostly because I felt comfortable and I needed that comfort. And although there were beautiful moments to them, I knew that you know at times that these certain that these relationships weren't right for me. And yet I stayed in them because I didn't have the emotional bandwidth to leave or to even try to make it work and do things differently. I was just stuck. And I think that's where a lot of people who do feel stuck, if that's you that I'm speaking to right now, if you've been feeling stuck in some areas in your life, I think it's a great invitation for you to look at your emotional bandwidth and how much capacity you have right now based on how much emotional stress you've been carrying. And now I really want to just tap into you three main points before I go into the practical exercises of how to feel. When it comes to feeling your emotions and feelings, which we've established is a really good thing, but it can also be very hard to do, right? It can be a really hard thing to wrap your head around. And usually the first thing people ask is how. How the hell do I feel and process my emotions? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. How do I do this? And so the first thing I want to say to you is if you're going on this journey of attempting to try and feel more of your feelings in order to feel better... First, you need to release the pressure and expectations of it looking a certain way. We have this idea that in order to feel and process our emotions, we need to be sitting on a beautiful mat surrounded by crystals in this Zen Namaste position and then have this three hour long meditation followed by a giant, you know, breakdown and breakthrough and tears and rage and you know we have this idea of feeling our emotions that is frankly just so fucking overwhelming and so unhelpful we have this idea that we need to be sat there in a puddle for three hours and then we might feel better that we need to have some sort of big huge cathartic release in order for it to be enough in order for you to be feeling enough and this idea is so unhelpful and so harmful because it overwhelms you so one it's it looks terrifying to, it's like me saying okay cool go to the gym and lift 300 kilos right totally unattainable you're never you're never going to be able to do that or if you do you're going to try and you're going to fail and you're going to hurt yourself and it's just going to be a horrible experience right And when that happens, when we give you this big expectation and big pressure and big task around the idea of what feeling your emotions is like, you don't want to do it. It seems unattainable and you find ways to procrastinate. You find ways to put it off. It becomes much easier to avoid it, right? Like just like avoiding the gym. If you've got this idea that you need to be someone who, I don't know, lifts 300 kilos, goes to the gym six days a week and can run a half marathon, chances are you're probably never going to start going to the gym because you know that you're never going to be able to do that. The expectations are too high. So step one in actually learning to feel your feelings is to release the pressure and the expectations of it looking a certain way. So ask yourself now, is there a perfect picture in your head of what feeling your feelings looks like? Is there a vision that you have? Is there something that needs to happen that would qualify it to be good enough? And I now want you to fucking let that go. I now want you to check your damn expectations and realize that this idea of feeling your feelings in a certain perfect way is stopping you from even being able to feel at all. It is not helping you to feel. It is hindering you. So that is step one. Step two, stop trying to feel your emotions only in order to release them. If you are going into feeling your emotions for the first time, thinking, I just want to feel this so I can release it, you're essentially saying, cool, you can only come over, but only if you're going to leave in the next 30 minutes to one hour. You can't stay longer than that. And you have to leave. You can only come over if you're going to go. If that was a person, which again, I like to see your emotions as a part of you, a younger part of you, if you were inviting a person over and you said that to them, cool, yep, you can come over, you're welcome to, I want you to be here, but you have to leave in an hour, how the hell do you think that person is going to feel? They're not going to feel welcome. They're not going to feel safe. They're going to be looking at the clock. You know, they're going to be, oh my God, you know, do they want me to leave yet? You know, I've only got, I've got a countdown. I've only got a certain amount of time with them. You know, it's not going to create the environment that you need in order to actually feel and process your feelings. We've gotten caught up in this lingo of the idea of releasing emotions and that we can physically release them, which yes, some emotions do physically almost feel like they release from us like anger. That's a great one. You know, it can kind of come over us in a big wave and then it can leave. But you can't go into, I'm going to feel this feeling, expecting it to release. You can't be going into this process with conditions because in order to, and again, this is why I like to reframe your emotions as a young part of you. So you can almost personify them. You need to create a, a safe, welcoming and curious space in order for you to be able to actually feel and process these emotions. You can't be going into it saying, I want to get rid of you. You have to go into it saying, you can do whatever the heck you need to do. I'm just here to feel and experience you. I'm here to see and acknowledge the pain or the anxiety or the sadness or whatever emotion it is that you've been busy disregarding and avoiding and stuffing down. You need to go into this relationship, because it is, it's a relationship with your emotions with open arms and zero expectations, and a desire to learn and be curious and to be open to what these emotions are actually like. Because half the time, this is what's always so fascinating about working with clients and with myself. Half the time, I go into, you know, expecting to feel a certain feeling, and something else entirely will come up. And I have to go into it being so curious, right? It's like if I was working with a client and, you know, when I work with clients, they usually give me a little bit of a blurb about what it is that they're experiencing. And let's say somebody comes to me and they say, I'm experiencing anxiety. If they come into a session and I'm only open to working on their anxiety, I'm only open to being, you know, to using our tools and techniques around, specifically around anxiety... If I go in closed-minded like that, expecting that our session's going to look a certain way, they're not going to feel safe enough to open up. They're not going to actually uncover what's going on beneath the surface because here's the key. Your emotions are stored in layers, like an onion, like Shrek, right? Onions have layers, humans have layers, emotions have layers. And what happens is we have this tendency to have these parts of us that protect certain vulnerable parts of us. For example, we often see the emotion of anger protecting an emotion underneath of sadness, or vice versa. There's usually emotions that we find easier to feel, and there's usually emotions that we find harder to feel. For me, it's really damn easy for me to feel anxiety and sadness, It's a lot harder for me to feel anger or rage, which absolutely exists in me. And so we need to go into this. You need to go into this with huge curiosity, with no expectations of what might come up. Like literal full curiosity, like what the heck is going to happen here? What am I going to uncover? And that is the most powerful mindset to go into feeling your emotions with, is to not assume and to not be trying to get rid of them. You have to welcome them in. You have to make them feel at home. You have to welcome them as a friend. You have to say to your emotions, I want you to be here. I want to get to know you, right? Think about it like dating your emotions. You know, think about it like what would you do on a first date with sadness? If you wanted sadness to open up to you, if you wanted to be able to support the sadness, to get to know it, how would you treat it? Would you wine and dine it? Would you take it on a Or would you take it on a date to the movies where you don't talk, right? What would you do? How would you handle it? How would you speak to it? Now, number three, and this is moving more into the how, which I'm going to take you through an exercise in a moment. Number three, when it comes to just my hot tips for feeling your emotions is is to welcome the resistance and to learn how to start feeling the resistance. What happens is people often say to me, I can't feel anything. I'm numb. Or they're going to say, I only feel resistance, I feel a block. And the mindfuck here is that in order to feel, you need to feel that. You need to feel that resistance or that block. You need to feel and experience that in order for it to process and in order for you to get to the next layer. So if you're someone that struggles to connect to their feelings and you tend to feel more on the numb side, that numbness is a feeling it's a protective part of you it's a layer of resistance but it's still a part of you that needs your love your comfort your attention and your acknowledgement so start by feeling whatever it is that comes up so say for example you know you start to acknowledge that you're sad and that you're lonely which is something I'm doing recently Um, And I know a lot of you have been doing it alongside me recently. And if you haven't listened to the episode on what to do when you're lonely, go back and listen to that brilliant episode because it's opened up so many conversations with people that I frankly never would have had unless I decided to almost go public with my loneliness. Um, So start like when you're going through that experience, if you're actually starting to try and feel and connect to your loneliness and to your sadness and to your pain, your brain is probably going to say to you please stop. No, let's, no, we're not going to do this. Let's go do something else. You know, it's going to either numb you out or it's going to distract you with something. And sometimes you have to feel that distraction or that sense of numbness or that resistance or that block. You have to pay attention to that sensation and that feeling. Which brings me to the how of feeling your feelings. And I want to walk you through a somatic process for feeling your feelings and emotions that you're going to do here on this podcast with me right now in the next couple of minutes. And what I really want to get into your head is that if you are on this journey of you know starting to heal and you want to feel feelings and learn how to process them in a healthy way, you need to adjust your expectations and you need to start doing it consistently. And in order to do that, you need to commit to something like 30 seconds a day. You get to redefine what it means to be feeling your feelings in the most perfect way. And you just get to freaking start. And the best way to do that is by doing these little 30-second bouts of feeling. And this is almost leaning into what's called a titration method. It means that we're not overwhelming your system. Because it can be really overwhelming when you first start feeling your emotions. And honestly... We don't want to overwhelm your system. We don't want to overwhelm you. We don't want you to break down. We don't want you to crack yourself open to the point where you can't rebuild. Because that would be really unsafe. And that would create a really, really difficult uh, relationship with your emotions and again. Which you already have a difficult relationship with them. This journey in the way that I've always approached with my clients of feeling and processing emotions is slow wins the race. Slow and steady, baby. And unfortunately, it's not very sexy and it's not very Instagrammable to be doing, you know, really gentle practices with yourself. However, it is fucking life-changing because it finally equips you with a sense of safety and resilience is being built in you every time you do it. And I want to share this with you, this simple practice, and it is a somatic-based practice. So somatic means in the body. Now, what happens when we think about feeling our emotions is as soon as we start to kind of go, and okay, I'm going to feel, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to feel whatever's here instead of distracting myself, what tends to happen is our mind takes over. Our little monkey mind will start hammering on sentences and stories and fears and worries to the point where you're not feeling your emotions any longer. You are analyzing them. You're justifying them. You're stuck thinking your emotions instead of actually feeling the emotions and the sensations in your body. In order for an emotion to process You don't need to actually think about it. You just need to feel these sensations. There is a lot of work that can come in understanding why you might be feeling a certain way and why you're stuck in a certain pattern of behavior. That can be stuff that you can think about and analyze and figure out. But when it comes to actually feeling the emotion, that's about feeling. That's about feeling in your body. Emotions are energy, and they move through our bodies. They make home in our bodies. They create stiffness and tension and contraction. And it's up to you to learn, and I hope that this walks you through the process, it's up to you to learn how to feel your emotions instead of trying to think them away. So this is the exercise that I want you to do. I want you to think about a situation that you've been struggling with about something that you've been feeling a bit emotional around. It could be a breakup. It could be this annoying conversation you had at work. It could be the situation with a friend or with a flatmate. It could be how you're feeling around money or in your business. It could be how you feel about your body. I just want you to think about a situation that's challenging and triggering you right now. And as you think about that, and feel free to close your eyes as you do this. It can be quite helpful to tune out the noise, but you don't have to. As you're starting to think about that challenging situation, just notice all the damn thoughts that come up, all the different reactions that can take place from all these different parts of you. The anger, the sadness, the anxiety, the frustration, the overwhelm. And this is you thinking your feelings. So now what I want you to do is think, what emotion am I actually feeling here? So this is step one. It's naming and acknowledging the emotions. And it can be really helpful here to use the emotions wheel, which is a great wheel which just lists all of the emotions and goes quite deep into each of the categories. I'll link that in the show notes. Feel free to open that if you've got time and space to. But what emotion comes up when you think about that challenging situation? Is it sadness? Is it anger? Is it frustration? Is it anxiety? Is it despair? Is it grief? Is it pain? And once you've begun to figure that out, And again, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be, you know, you might make up a word, make that the emotion. I just want you to acknowledge, I am feeling this emotion. I'm feeling sadness. I'm feeling anxiety and worry. I'm feeling really shit right now. If those are the only words you have, that's perfect. And now I want you to take a deep breath and try and feel and notice the sensations that might be present in your body when you're feeling that, that emotion. What we tend to notice is that our emotions usually make a home for themselves in our body, and we have some level of contraction or stickiness somewhere. And this part takes practice. So begin to pay attention to your chest, to your throat, to your stomach, and just notice any areas of tightness or tension. And this part here is what does take some practice. So if you're in a position now where you are able to locate a feeling in the body, let's say you feel a bit of tension in your stomach, I just want you to pay attention to that feeling. I want you to actually let yourself feel it. And a really great way to practice this, and it sounds really funny, but the next time that you have a headache, or the next time that, you know, you get like a little cramp in your neck or, you know, whatever it is, the next time that you experience a physical sensation of pain, Again, hopefully it's not too much pain, manageable pain, especially headaches. It's a great one to use. Instead of reaching for the Pandal and popping one of those, just for 30 seconds, practice paying attention to that sensation of pain. Practice feeling what a headache feels like. Practice feeling where you feel it in your head. See it. Is it moving? Is it still? Is it throbbing? Is it sharp? Just notice that. And that's a great way to start getting in, in touch with some of the physical sensations of emotion. So continuing with the exercise, after you've named what you're feeling, which is step one, step two is to try and feel and find where this, feel, where this feeling or emotion would make a home in your body. And to begin to feel it, to begin to describe it. So instead of saying, oh, I'm so freaking frustrated that so-and-so said so-and-so about this, You end up saying, okay, I'm actually feeling really anxious about what they said. And I get this sense that I'm really worried. And that worry is making me kind of clench my stomach. And I'm really feeling a little pit in my stomach. It's very uncomfortable. And that's where you get to. So when you've got to this point, take a breath. And instead of trying to run from this feeling, all I want you to do just for like five seconds is see if you can feel that tension or that little ball in your stomach. See if you can send your breath into it. Imagine sending your breath into that space to give it a bit of spaciousness. Try and feel that physical sensation just for five seconds. Get curious about it. See what it's doing. Why is it here? What does it have to say? And then feel free to let it go. Then feel free to move on, to distract yourself, to do something different. This is the power of this really quick 30-second practice. So it's naming and acknowledging, locating any physical sensations in the body and breathing with it for 5 seconds, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever feels comfortable for you. And then it's moving on with your day. That is an amazing foundation for you to actually be feeling. You've done it. You've felt it. That's what you've did. You've just done it. And you've done it in a way that was achievable and safe and you've done it in a way where you could probably do that again and you could probably deepen that and that's fucking fantastic now troubleshooting here if you were someone that couldn't feel anything if you got there and you're trying to feel you know let's say you identified oh I'm really sad about this thing and you tried to go okay where's the sadness and you just felt that kind of oh, i don't i don't feel anything i don't can't i can't even notice anything if that's you all i want you to do is try and notice what it feels like to feel nothing Notice what that feels like. And I know it's a bit of a, a bit of a trip, a bit of inception. But this is you learning to work with that resistance. What does it feel like to feel nothing? What does it feel like to not be able to feel that emotion? What are you noticing? And just breathe. This is the part that can take a bit of practice. And there's multiple techniques and tools that you can use to get in deeper connection with being able to feel. And there's also so many more ways to feel and to acknowledge and to process your emotions that aren't based in somatics, which is the work we just did. And this is why I personally love doing this one-on-one work with clients because it gets to be less about what I know is the best that works for me and it becomes more about let's find something that really works for you. Other examples of feeling your emotions, you can do this through talking to a friend, you can do it through physical movement, you can do it through journaling, you can do it through using your voice, using sound. There are so many techniques that can help you process your emotions and I'm here to help, I'm here to support you in finding that way that works for you. Please know that I am here to support you in any ways that I can. If you have any questions, please feel free to fire them to me on social media or in my email. You'll see all the links will be in the show notes. And if now's the time where you're looking for some guidance and some support to be able to find those methods that you can use to feel your emotions and feelings so that you no longer feel emotionally weighed down and easily triggered and you actually gain back some of that emotional bandwidth that we were talking about for you to live this amazing life that you want to live that is exactly what I specialize in and what I do and support my clients with inside of our coaching sessions I will leave the link in the show notes to have a look and learn more you can choose to sign up to a program um, or do some one-off sessions which can be really helpful And I have spaces opening in February for this. January is full right now when this episode's coming out. But there is some spots opening in February where I have capacity to take on um, three more clients. And if there's any other questions you have about this topic, which is huge, please reach out and just know that you even wanting and listening to this episode is so courageous and so brave And it's the perfect, most amazing step in the direction of your own healing and your growth, that you're doing enough, and that I know that this part's really hard and it can feel really frustrating when you feel like you're not doing it right and you don't know what's happening, but just trust yourself in this sticky moment. You are doing enough. You're amazing. So to recap, feel your feelings. Stop thinking them away. Stop analyzing them and decide to feel and get connected. And this is why I love somatic work so much. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for being here. And that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you got value and if you love the podcast, I'd really, really love if you could rate, review, and comment on the podcast below. And now for the fun part. I want to hear your biggest what to do when questions submit your question via the link in the show notes and we could be answering your question on the next episode of this podcast I want this podcast and the coaching and the support that goes along with it to be in the back pocket of anyone and everyone who's on their own journey of self-discovery of growth and of healing it can be a lonely journey and I know that support and friendship goes a long way it would mean the world to me if you shared this episode to your social media pages or send it to your group chat or a friend or family member in mind. And as always, I'm here to support you in so many ways, this podcast being just one of them. If you're looking for additional support in creating the life that you've always envisioned, working through your issues that you've likely been avoiding for years, this is exactly what I do. My one-to-one coaching program focuses on building belief in yourself application and information about my online workshops and one-to-one coaching are all in the show notes and I'll be here when you're ready to dive into the work. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. I want you to remember that you're doing enough, you're being enough and that you deserve good things in this life. I'll see you next Monday morning for the next episode of the What To Do When podcast.